Welcome to the Crew MPD Podcast with Katie Johnson and Michelle Davis. We love that the Lord commanded that those who proclaim the gospel should get their living by the gospel. We are driven to equip and inspire Christian workers to be Christ-centered, fully funded, and financially faithful, so that missionary staff can come alongside all people to help them to know Jesus. This process is more widely known as Ministry Partner Development, or MPD for short. Well, we are so excited to welcome Kristen Stewart to the Crew and PD podcast. Hey, Kristen. Hello, Michelle. Hey, Kate. Oh, Kristen is um, a dear friend. She is a lot of fun, and she is uh, an MPD coach. You know what? I'm gonna I'm not gonna pretend to like say all the things you do. You actually do a lot. You have a very like. You do a lot with crew. So tell us a bit about this, your role, and also like kind of where's your home base? All that. Okay. My home base is near Raleigh, North Carolina, Mm -hmm. and I have been with the campus ministry for 27 years. Currently, I know, I've served in HR slash PNC and also in um, operations. So it was like HR and then operations and now back in the PNC HR world. and the entire time. So currently my roles include MPD coach and I coach new staff and I would call myself an HR generalist. I work with evaluation of applicants, um, summer missions and summer um, allocation, summer assignment process. Yeah. And you for a lot of years have led our Daytona, Daytona Beach Summer Mission. I have. I love Daytona Beach Summer Mission. Love being with students. We are a shortened summer mission, and so we pack a lot in three weeks, and it's just really fun to watch students take the next step in their walk with God for a lifetime. Um, does that summer mission take place at the Elk Creek is my question. That summer mission is at the Elk Creek. Yeah. I didn't even know this existed. I'm like, maybe I need to start going on summer mission. Come, Katie, come. <laughs> That's it, so it fun. Is, how long are staff there? Are they there the whole Four thing? weeks. Four. Okay. Four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Katie, you could do that. You could drag oh your my whole family out there for yeah. four weeks. Hey-o. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we joined staff at the Oak Creek, so yeah. I, I just, it's a special place. It is a special you know, place. You know. It's a very special place. We love yeah. it. For for those listening who don't know what we're talking about, the El Carib is a hotel Resort. In Daytona Beach. Called a resort. It's a, it's like, it, it, yes. It's where we stay. It's yes. vintage. Okay. Yes. It is, Ooh. it has a lot of vintage charm about that it as a result. Mm-hmm. It also has a puddle that never dries at the foot of one of the step, stairs. That's true. <laughs> that is true. There's a lot of things we could say about it, but, well, uh, but it was built. It was built for uh, crew. It was built not just for crew, but crew needed a place to stay. And uh, the original owners of the hotel built a place that would be great for us to be on the beach for conferences and spring breaks, summer missions. And it's not the same owner anymore, but um, they I still didn't know that. Love having I didn't it. know that they like built it with crew in mind. Yes. Yes. There was not a hotel there that had a um that had meeting space large enough so they were always meeting in churches at first pres in daytona and a few others 
And that's that's the ballroom that is there. Yes. Now there are hotels with meeting space, obviously, but not there. There didn't used to be. Yeah. But it is nice. It's right on the beach. It's right on the beach. Beautiful. Yeah. On the beach. Well, now I feel bad being like negative about the puddle. Listen, it's always there. It's always there. (laughs) Well, I mean, the humidity of the beach is probably uncontrollable. You know what I mean? Like, it's a two inch puddle. Yeah, it rains every afternoon, so that just happens, you know. <laughs> um, so, oh my gosh. Okay, well, um, Kristen, yeah. we um, we invited you on here as part of our highs and lows with a coach series, and in this, we were just wanting to hear from our current PD coaches a little bit about their own personal MPD, and even some of their just thoughts about being a coach, and kind of from that grid of what's been the high, what's been the low. For each of those. And, yes. you know, we'll ask you a few more questions too, but um, that's, that's you know, where we've been going with these episodes. So let's start first with your personal staff career. And I know this is a really fun story because I've heard you tell it before, but could you um, tell us in brief a little bit about like, how did you decide to join staff with crew? Right. Well, I didn't decide, <laughs> but... <laughs> um, Yes. After, so yeah, you have heard me tell this before, Michelle. And so I love it. Even so. when I was a college student on campus, I went to UNC Chapel Hill. I loved Bible study. I loved uh, meeting with staff and going on campus and sharing my faith. But what I really loved <laughs> was like making copies and um, setting up meeting space and helping my staff fold their prayer letters and all those behind the scenes things. And so for like, it never crossed my mind to join staff with crew because I, my strengths were more in the behind the scenes things that I didn't know there were those opportunities. So after college, I taught school and the summer between my um, first two years of teaching, I did an internship at crew's headquarters at Sunport. And that is when while I was there, my eyes were open. I mean, just that very first day, it was like, oh, there's an HR department. Oh, there are accountants. Oh, there's this whole building full of people who have these support strengths and administrative strengths. And so that whole next year, while I loved my job teaching, I loved it. I just constantly felt a dissatisfaction and like there has to be something else. So um, another crew staff person encouraged me she just said, apply for staff and see what God does. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> she said, just apply. How can that hurt? So I did. And it just kind of kept kept moving forward. And um, so, yes, I joined staff with crew and have been with the campus ministry the entire time. And here we go. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much I love about that, especially that, um, that like the reality is, is that we have huge, huge needs for people with your skill set, And I think that even your longevity and staff and the fact that you do a lot of roles, um, you do a lot of roles because people are like, yes, Kristen, I will take any time you give me for this, like to help us here. Cause you, you do have so many gifts and, um, and you fill those things so well, and I love that um, I love that you have found that, and I love that you've been able to, you know, to serve in that way. Yes. 
So as part of crew staff, all of like we, as our, you know, religious missionary order, we raise financial support for all of our salary benefits and ministry expenses. We all know the drill. <laughs> um, <laughs> for you personally, Kristen, what has been a high for you in MPD? And then what has been a low for you in your personal MPD? I don't know that you are going to like my response, but we'll see. I know. Um, I was grateful. I know. I was grateful that you gave the questions to me ahead of time because it gave me some time to sit and think. And I thought this sounds so cliche. My answer sounds really cliche, but it, I've, I've sat on it for a day just to make sure. And it, it's true. My high and my low are the same. And um, and little side note, it's going to be the same for coaching too. Like my high and the low are the same, um, which I think is really sweet of the Lord. So I, I thought back to it. And um, at one point I did do like heart stint, plug like heart stint. It's a great program that we have. And after you are, um, I stayed at Lake Hart for a couple of years after Lake Hart stint. And when you change locations, when you transfer to another ministry or transfer within crew, we ask our staff to be fully funded before they report to their next assignment. And so before I came back to North Carolina, I need to be fully funded. And so my summer assignment that year was MPD. I moved, I bought a house, I bought a house that needed a lot of things done to it. And so that summer I was raising support and a first time homeowner. And I remember sitting on my bed. <laughs> so, so random. You remember where you were. And I was on a coaching call. Debbie Barron was my coach and with her. And I just told her, I was like, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. I didn't hate MPD. I just was like, I don't, I just don't, I don't know what to do. And she grace. I mean, I, that was my low. I was I knew I needed to raise support. It wasn't that I didn't want to. I just felt paralyzed. And um, she had the, I don't know, Holy Spirit in her <laughs> to be able to say, to be able to pinpoint what the stuck was. And I was at a point of truly not believing that God wanted to and would provide for me. And so she said, Kristen, <laughs> I, when we get off this call, I want you to drive to a Lifeway bookstore and I want you to buy Beth Moore's Believing God Bible study. And that's what I want you to do this week. Not the whole thing, but get going on it. And she goes, and you can reimburse it. And um, <laughs> and I did. I spent a significant part of that week before the Lord of being honest of, I don't want to do this work because I I don't believe which kind of made no sense. At that point, I'd been on staff for eight years. I knew I had seen him provide in the craziest, sweetest of ways, but I was stuck. And that was, it really was a pivotal place for me. In one, having a supervisor who was paying attention enough to not just be like, well, just stick it out and keep going and just keep blah, 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 um, which I, I needed some of that as well. She wasn't letting me off the hook to not work, but she saw it was a spiritual struggle for me and not, not a practical, not, yeah. you know, calling people. So high and low were in the same place. And looking back, you know, those lows, lows, retrospectively, we can see where God met us. I love that. I love that she was able to very gently. Yes. Uh, point you back to truth, but with love and, um, 
I feel like that shows a lot of good coaching, good coaching as well. And why we need MPD coachings, right? Because when we're feeling stuck or alone or like there's no way to move forward, um, coaches are such a good resource to help us not only get over that, but also bring us back to the Lord, which is so important. Yeah. Yeah. And And I will say, I had had, I don't want to speak negatively, but um, my um, initial MPD was a situation that the person, this is back in the day when we didn't have um, people whose job was MPD coaching. It was usually just somebody on a team who coached you. And he, we would, we would mail in our reports on Monday (laughs) and hopefully they would get to the coach and we had an 8 a.m appointment every Friday, you, I would say, hello. He would say, how many dials did you make this week? How much new support? That's, that's all he would say. And it was really, I knew I wasn't his main job. Um, but then after him, I had a super gracious coach and then Debbie was my next coach. And I just was able to see and experience the significance of people whose job it was to be MPD coaches and how they saw their role as leading spiritually and praying with me and believing God with me. And they were in it with me. And it wasn't just like, oh, there's something else I have to do. Again, the guy meant well, but I was not a priority in his day-to-day life. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think, I do think that Time and experience has allowed our MPD philosophy to grow and be more holistic. Yes. You know, because I think it's more common, especially amongst us in MPD. I know, I, you know, we embrace this and we really try to lead our staff in this that MPD is not just the tasks. The tasks are something we do for sure. And you, you do eventually have to ask people for an appointment, but there's, there is, um, there's a, there's a lot going on below the surface spiritually and personally. And as coaches, we have a lot of conversations about how, how can we keep an eye on that for people? How can we lead our staff well in, um, helping them to succeed in their tasks, but also to flourish spiritually in the midst of that. Yes. So, yeah. Well, and I, I feel like your experience is so important for other staff to hear because there's a lot of staff out there that are past their initial MPD. They are maybe resetting or rethinking their assignment like you were. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're just at a place where they feel stuck maybe they're out of context and it does feel maybe even hopeless or, um, you know, like how are they going to move forward? And I, I would encourage if you're a staff out there and you're in that place and you don't have an MPD coach, feel free to reach out to the MPD team. Cause I do think that even as senior staff, having someone alongside you, right. To help move you forward and encourage you is really valuable. Um, and so I feel like your story is just going to really encourage our staff, Kristen, which is really cool. I mean, it was a low, but it also, <laughs> that's how God got you unstuck, essentially, right? And moved you yeah. forward. And sure you are, however many years later, you're still on staff and you're, um, you know, like God has provided abundantly beyond that point. 
right? And so, yes, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. So let's move on to you're an MPD coach now, and I want to hear that part of your story. Like, mm -hmm. I remember when you onboarded as a coach, and therefore I believe we probably have talked about this, you and I, but let's talk about it here too. Like what led you to decide to become a coach for MPD? Uh, being an MPD coach absolutely positively never crossed my mind <laughs> um, until, uh, actually stepping back, summer 2014, I did the, you know, one of our summer assignment options for people who, in, within the campus ministry, one of our summer assignment options for people who have to stay on location or would like to is to coach our new interns and part-time field staff. And I did that that summer and had a I mean, it wasn't easy, but I had a fantastic group who I coach. I'm still in touch with most of them. And and that's a long, when you do that summer assignment, it starts in April and it ends almost to September. It's a very long, you are in their lives. And mm -hmm. I, that was my first taste of this role is a role of discipleship. I had just kind of seen it as this is just helping people get to where they need to be uh, financially. And and I quickly realized, well, we were you know, working them through a theology class and also accountability with MPD and coaching and helping them get ready to move overseas or to campus in the U.S. or to whatever it was. And, and I loved it. It was, a, it was a great summer assignment, but then I just kind of moved on. And um, with when crew restructured, my job disappeared. And I was looking for a role and Becky Wall actually came to me and said, have you ever considered being an MPD coach? Now, and she's been in that world for many years now. And I said, no, I had not. Tell me more. So we met a couple of different times. I met with Dave and Nancy and had the job description, which is four pages long. <laughs> and I thought, whoa, I, I don't think I've ever seen anything so specific, so clear. So here are the expectations. And um, I went, it, it just was a really sweet of the Lord next step when my job had just completely disappeared and wasn't an option anymore, when it was one that I loved. So um, yeah, went through the training, the virtual and the in-person and and enjoyed it even more. Like every step of the way became more of a, um, for me, a, a faith step for something very different. But also um, our world of, our community of MPD coaches, I don't think that's something that I have experienced on staff with crew. I was in the conferences and events world and we had a strong community. This one's a little bit different. I feel very, um, both were good. Both are good. This one, I feel very um, resourced, believed in, helped, um, and then led, also led spiritually. Uh, I love that. The MPD coaches is, in the coaches community is one of my favorite parts. Yes. Of yeah. being in this role and on this team. And um, if anyone out there wants to become an experience <laughs> this community with us. Um, but it really is great. And I think it says a lot about our leadership and how they have led to create this kind of community among, honestly, we're all virtual, like we're all kind of all over the place. Yeah. And so it's, um, I think it's rare and 
a blessing for sure. And I'm really thankful for it too. And I'm thankful God called you to be a coach. What perfect timing. I mean, obviously it probably wasn't a great situation to have your, you know, to have to change roles, but um, there were probably a lot of emotions that went with that. And so, um, but I, I think it's really sweet that the Lord led you to specifically this role at the right time. Um, and you seem to really enjoy this role as well. And so I do. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, and we, we enjoy having you here for sure. Yeah. Thank you. I think it too. It's um, fun people. We're fun people. We are fun people. (laughs) And I think a lot of, a lot of us in coaching say something similar to what you said, like where we never thought we would do this. Right. You know, like just for a variety of reasons, you know, like we know that it's not like the thing that people maybe join staff to do, or it would be the rare person to, but also there's something really exciting about um, the way we get to help, help our fellow missionaries be equipped and fully funded for what they're doing. It's, it's just, it's really is amazing work. So Yeah. Best little hidden gym job on crew staff. That's just I know. Indeed. Okay. Well, Kristen, so same gig as we did before. For your impeded <laughs> coaching experience, what would be the high and what would be the low? Well, spoiler. It's the same. It's the same. <laughs> I know. And I I really did think about it. And I I I it just seems to be a for me a part of where the Lord brings or meets you in the lows. And none of us want to get to low places, but there's also nothing in scripture that promises that we're not, we're not going to have those. There's a lot in scripture that promises that we will. And um, paying attention to where God is in those times is, is walking closely with him. So it's, this was not a pinpoint thing, but I just thought about it. It's when the new staff I'm coaching or when the staff I'm coaching are really <laughs> struggling. Does that sound terrible that that could be a high? But it is for me, number one, when they're honest, when they just get to the point of, of just brutal honesty of, I am really having a hard time slash I have been stuck at 61%. Now know those 60s and those 80% that that just kind of linger for a while. I have seen God do amazing things in people's lives in those 60s and 80s. I don't know what it is about those, but um, it really is like being honest together, being honest with me as their coach, not being afraid to tell me um, whether it's hard appointments or I just don't feel like contacting people. I just really, I would so much rather um, somebody I'm coaching be honest with me and then we talk through it and we pray and what are next steps? And then let's see together. Let's pray boldly and together see what God's going to do. And it might be that week, oh, I met with somebody and they joined my team for $200 a month. Or it might be, I lost $100 in monthly support this week. I was faithful. I was full of faith. God is still at work. And um, and let's keep moving forward and see what God does together. So. I know it's very general, but that really is what kept coming to mind is um, 
kind of struggling to celebrating together for sure. But even the struggle that allows us, I think, to see the celebratory moments more clearly. Yes, I feel like God sometimes has to like bring you to that bottom place to remind you of who he is and to pull you to trust him. Right. And I think we've all been there in different situations of our lives. Um, but I think it is something that happens in everybody's MPD journey. Yeah. And and it, and for different reasons. Right. Like maybe like for me, it was definitely, oh, like I'm trusting myself to raise support, not the board. And so he kind of has to bring me to like this point where I can't do it on my own anymore. Right. Um, right. And then you really see God move in such big ways because when you come from that place, <laughs> um, I think you can see clear what God's doing. Um, and so I think it makes sense that God would bring, and I think everyone does hit that wall. Like those personages are, <laughs> there's certain places. And I've had some staff that are like, you know, so confident they won't hit a wall, <laughs> which is great. Um, and maybe they won't, but most staff do hit a wall. Most people raising support hit a wall at some point. And I think it's God doing more than just, you know, not giving them the partners. He's working on character and heart and trust and all of the things, right? Which is cool. It's cool to see, I think, also staff grow as we coach them and how they God moves them, not just with, you know, giving to them financially, but moves their heart and their attitude and all these things closer to him because of the process of MPD. So yes. I mean, I remember my first MPD um, NSO, it's the MPD training part of NSO when I was a new coach. Michelle was the MC for that training. And that was the first time I had heard anybody talk about our you know, being faithful and full of faith. And I, of course, use that all the time in coaching. And also we talked together about it being translated into when they report to their assignment. Like this doesn't stop. And MPD is not practice, but boy, does God work in your muscles, your muscle memory of being faithful to what he's called you to and being full of faith that he is going to do what he says he's going to do. and. And so that's even, I think, a significant part of us as coaches is we're a part of preparing. We're just the next step in preparation, like whether somebody has been discipled. Well, first time somebody's led to the Lord, but then discipled. And we're that next step. And before they report to their assignment with crew, we get to be a part of that. And then for senior staff as well, just even for some of them, helping bring them back to that place of, of those those steps that are big, but also small, like they're baby steps that turn into big, big giant things of watching God work. So Mm. yeah, I agree, Katie. Absolutely. I think that the whole Christian life is about being faithful. Yeah, (laughs) that too. (laughs) I think that it, it definitely warms my heart that that because we we do really purposely use that phrase at MPD we do. training now, and because I think it's it's centering for us when we do when we face all these kind of high pressure tasks, yes. you know, that determine our paycheck. 
to center ourselves on what I can control is being faithful and full of faith. Faithful and full of faith. Should I get it as a tattoo? I don't know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so would this be your first tattoo? I don't have a tattoo. <laughs> I really highly doubt that I will get a tattoo. I am more likely to make a custom sticker for my water bottle that says faithful and full of faith than I would be to get a tattoo. But um, it is a phrase that that I I really think about a lot in, yeah. my, in my walk. You could do a white one then maybe. I'll go with you. That sounds interesting. Yeah, I'll go with you too. I need to get a touch up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Um, that's the other discussion. Yeah. <laughs> that's another episode of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, should Michelle get a tattoo? Mm-hmm. Okay. So to close out um, our time with Kristen today, we want to hear from you, Kristen, just what motivates you to keep going both on staff and like with doing MPD yourself and coaching others in MPD. What is it that is just, is keeping you doing it moving forward? Yes. So I drew on my paper, I, pr- I printed out the questions and I drew on my paper an arrow from stay on staff and do MPD and then another arrow from MPD to stay on staff because I'm on staff because of ministry partner development and the partners who um, are on my ministry team and give and pray. One just texted me this morning, hey, can you give me a call today? I have some questions, you know, whatever great. But then also I um, work on MPD and pay attention to that part of my life because I'm on staff with crew. So it just goes in a constant circle and I'm not really sure where one begins and one ends. And any time in my 27 years where I have thought, is the Lord leading me in a different direction? Um, like I Personally, I believe like I will be faithful to what he has called me to until he calls me to the next. But anytime there has been like a, is there something that I'm supposed to be doing differently and just paying attention, what has immediately come to mind of what would make me super sad if the Lord said go to something different is not having that team of ministry partners. Those people, I have people who have been with me since day one and people who are new in recent years and they are equally as important and significant and it would make me so sad. So honestly, I mean, like communicating and prayer letters and staying in touch and um, people praying and that keeps me on staff, knowing even that accountability. Um, But then also I'm on staff because of them. So it's kind of a circle for me. Well, probably for everybody, but that's what came to mind. And yeah, it's like the symbiotic. Yeah like relationship I yeah that makes a lot of sense to me and I think that it underscores why we call this ministry partner development and not just fundraising yes right because it we really truly see this to be about those relationships we make with like-minded people who are like emotionally invested in our work, not just financially invested in our work. And so, um, so you saying that I feel like is, is a bit of like the, the evidence of it being like healthy and, and working that our, you know, our mentality we have in this 
it it's a reality. Yes. And I even know part of our conversation guide, not everybody says these words, but even part of the um, scripts that we give as a resource for people to use includes like, I'm going, not everybody can go to XYZ. Not everybody can serve couples through family life. Not everybody can serve athletes through athletes in action or whatever, but this is what, this is where God has me. And I'm inviting you to be a part of that. And we, you know, we say that as a part of the um, MPD conversation guide, but it's really true. And, you know, not everybody can dot, dot, dot. And um, I think that's a privilege and a responsibility that I hold. Like I am responsible and accountable to these partners because uh, I tell them that and it's true. So. Yeah. Kristen Stewart, thank you so much for joining us here today. And I knew it'd be so encouraging and fun. And it was so encouraging and fun. So just thank you for that. Thank you. Well, thanks for inviting me. Thanks for listening to the Crew MPD podcast. Please help others find our show by liking, sharing, and rating us on Apple iTunes and wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us on social media by searching for the Crew MPD podcast. Check out the show notes for more information, including the various resources we mentioned in this episode. Till next time, we encourage you to be faithful and full of faith in all things, especially in MPD.